Disclaimer for our audience. Okay. An exhaustion disclaimer. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm very tired. I'm operating on very little sleep, but I also feel the stark public outcry for lack of podcasting lately. Has there been a stark public oh, outcry? My inbox has been full with complaints. And, really? Oh, for sure. Um, mostly from Desperate and Del Mar. <laughs> All right. But, you know. If it's just that, even that one fan, that's enough for me to uh, suck it up and, and exactly make an exactly. effort here. Um, and I think part of the reason that I'm so tired, well, I know most of the reasons that I'm really tired, you know, aside from the obvious lack of sleep thing. Is, I'd venture you know all the reasons you're really tired. I would hope, unless yeah. there's like some, unless my wife has been putting in some secret like powder in my beverages that has sucked energy from me somehow. Or you're being abducted by aliens in the middle of the night. Be. And then your memory erased? I'm not going to go into the anal probe feelings that I have, but, you know. Um, I, I've been having a lot of life-changing events lately. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was moving into our new house. Our first night in our new house was yesterday, and that was very exciting. You didn't start moving yesterday, though, right? No, okay. we, com- we completed moving. Right. Thanks to your help, by the way. I, I was surprised by because I got there what about four in the afternoon and yeah. it was pretty much all done. Well, but for some big heavy right. stuff, and I was worried about that because I knew you know Amanda's and and some of her family was coming, and I was like, all right, well, I know I'm going to get home from work, and there's still going to be a lot to do. But I called her and she said, no, it's pretty much all done except for the big stuff. Yeah, and it was, and I was very relieved. For that, that was good because the big stuff is big and often heavy. And awkward, awkward to move, yeah. but it's just like one big thing and you're done. Right. Not like 500 boxes of clothes right. and books and dishes right. and whatever. And then her, the additional help of the ladies who came and cleaned the house and everything like that was... Yeah. They were amazing. You should have had them clean your new house. <laughs> well... Before you moved in. Yeah. Maybe we'll call them to clean our house after we've moved in. You should. Um, so yeah, life-changing event number one, moving in there. Life-changing event number two will come tomorrow. Vasectomy? No, no. Not yet. Um, series finale of Lost is tomorrow uh-huh. night. Okay. It's, a big, it's a big deal. I, I, I don't think our TV, uh, our new cable is going to be set up yet, so I think we're going to be spending a lot of hours at the Olmsteads' house. Mm. Uh, starting at 7 p.m. for the two-hour... Uh, do they watch Lost? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not just, like, imposing. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, like, the two-hour kind of build up to where we're at thing, you know, like let's rehash all the 150 hours or whatever we've had over the past two seasons. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And then it's a two and a half, excuse me, a two and a half hour finale. So four and a half hours? Four and a half hours of loss. Consecutively? Yes. Or over like multiple nights or something? No. Actually tonight they are re-showing the original pilot with like the little pop-up Things that have additional information, which they haven't shown before. Wow. So I don't think we're going to be able to watch that. But but yeah, four and a half hours of Lost, culminating in, like seriously, possibly my favorite show of all time. My favorite drama of all time. Um, you know, it started not long after Amanda and I got married, and so it's kind of been, I mean, it's been a huge, huge wow. part. Yeah. And we haven't, I mean, we haven't missed a single episode. We've 
been diligent. So well, I've what I've heard from people is that you you can't essentially, yeah. Uh, like because I there was a friend of mine's having people over to watch it, and then another friend was talking like he's got to catch up on the last three episodes right. or something before he can go and all this stuff. One of my coworkers just started, I think, a few months ago, and she and her fiance have. They were like, we have like three more episodes to go before the finale, and I was like, you got to get there so they you can watch like the seven years worth in Basically. just a couple of months. Wow. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm I was very impressed by her with that. Yeah, um, it's a show. I think I would like it. I just I need to have some time to get the DVDs and, right. and watch. And them. that and that I think you'll really benefit from being able to watch it in that way, not having to wait a week between them. Like if you can get a big bulk of time to watch it because it is so dense and there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. When you spread it out over weeks and then over the the break in between seasons, like. You forget a lot of the minutia because there is just so much to it. Right. So. That's how I was with 24. I got the first season DVDs and it was just. Oh, yeah. Like the first disc I got from Netflix and it was so good that I had to go to Blockbuster. Right. I couldn't wait for the mail to turn around. I had to see the next one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think the first season of, of 24 I ever saw was the fourth season. So I went back and rented the first three seasons and watched them in like, like I literally almost watched 24 hours Right. It. It's hard though because your heart's like pounding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That, that's so also going off the air. It is the next day. Right. Which is pretty crazy. Like I was thinking about it. Those are two of the biggest dramas, at least network dramas, of the past ten years. Right. And they're and they're ending on consecutive days. I set I set TiVo to tape the last twenty four, even though I haven't been watching this year. Did you watch it yet? No, no. I mean, tape the last. Oh, the last. The next, so you did. I last. thought you said you did it to watch the last one, like no. the one that art just happened. No, not the oh, previous. It's super bloody and awesome. Well, I figure, I figure they'll do the you know previously on twenty four thing, and I'll get caught up on the plot, and then I'm hoping there's some sort of like show closure more than just wrapping up this season's plot lines because you know I haven't been watching, so I don't really care about this. You want my prediction? Plot. Okay, I think he's gonna die. No, they, they've talked about making a movie. I think he's, that's my prediction. That's my bold prediction. I think he's going to die. And so the movie would take place like two years ago or something? It would just be like another yeah, maybe. adventure? I don't know. Or he'd be resurrected? He's like, he's just on a th- bloodthirsty rampage. And I don't see any way that, I mean, he's still, I guess, somewhat on the side of good because it's, there's this whole cover up with the presidency and the Russians tried to, or the Russians tried to assassinate um, this Middle Eastern president. And so she's trying to cover it up because she still wants this peace agreement to happen. So the president knows, mm-hmm. the president's female, right. the president knows that um, that the Russians did this. And the Russians have been doing it the whole time to try to undermine the peace agreement. They want to get out of the, this, like, you know, arms treaty. Right? And so she wants to see it continued, and Jack just is fed up, and the girl he loves got killed, so he's just killing everybody. Was the girl he loves... He may kill the president. Was the girl he loves the agent from last year? Yes. She got killed? Agent Walker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have been watching this year. I have. Uh, you know. Yeah. The, 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 there have been seasons that have been good and bad. and You know, it started out... The, it started out the first few seasons, there was still something lame about it. There's always been something lame about every season. There's like always the one side storyline. Yeah. <laughs> As attractive as she is, right. she was just a horrible storyline. Like every season, she's been in it. Just a distraction. Yeah. yeah. And last season, I don't know if you watched last season. Last season yes. is the president's daughter, who was just unbearable to watch. Right. She was like. You just wanted her to be killed. Right. 
And this season, it was the girl from Battlestar Galactica. Um, who, oh, oh, she's just right. horrible. She had like long, straight blonde hair and yeah. some and trashy ex boyfriend or something. You're right, and yeah. she's uh, engaged to Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I did watch the first couple this year, yeah. and I was like, ugh. Yeah, that nice. whole storyline. Ugh. Yeah, I was really glad when Jack killed her in cold blood. It was awesome. Nice. Um, Spoiler alert. And, you know, I was talking to Zach about the whole TV thing, and he says, oh, I want to start watching Battlestar Galactica to maybe kind of fill the lost void a little bit. After watching that girl in 24, I can't watch it. Right. Like, I've resisted when Amanda got into Battlestar Galactica. There's no way I'm going to do it now. I cannot stand just to look at that. There's guy. people, yeah, they, there's some role, and then you, like, pig vomit. I can't watch pig vomit. Really? Anything. I yeah. like pig vomit. I, yeah, he's just gross. I, the one I can't stand is the girl from Devil's Advocate. The, he did this to me thing. Th- these things happen, oh, oh, they the happen to girl. me. Yeah, yeah. The young girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's, she's supposed to be gross. Yeah. You wouldn't want to watch her anyway. No, I wouldn't. Um, okay, so getting back to why I'm tired. Okay. Or, no, I'm sorry, getting back to life-changing events. Oh, right, you've got more. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be up watching Lost till 11.30 at night. I'm sure we'll talk about it afterwards. And then I get up the next morning, and it's our end-of-the-year promotion ceremony. Oh, for some reason I thought you were done already. No, God, I wish. No, but Mo- you're done next week. Monday I mean, you're is, done the, Monday is the last day. Right. So that's my next big event, is being done with the school year, being done with, with all the stuff that's gone on this year. And then hopefully, the next kind of, I don't know if it's life-changing, but but it's kind of determining one path or another, is getting my job back mm. with the new... Um, proposed tentative agreement so we'll see how things go right it's kind of a there's ups and downs there's you know the the sadness of lost ending and the happiness of moving in and you know and then we're gonna go to bodega bay and then we're gonna go to bodega bay that's gonna be great and then the next month we're gonna go watch some dodger games in la and that's gonna be great too it is gonna be great so um speaking of dodger games oh uh, yeah give the update on our time as any baseball competition um, I'm very happy to announce that the Dodgers have dug their way out of the cellar Good. and are currently tied for first place in the National League West, which is, I'm pretty much as surprised as anybody. And who are they tied with? The Padres. Oh, okay. Or Fathers. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... Is that parents? Parents? It could Padres? be. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you say the Padres, you could, it could be referring to... You know, yes, your parents, but it could be like a bunch of fathers are at this father son event, whatever. I think it also means like father, like mint, like priest or friar. Have you ever gone to a father son event? I don't no, think I, I have. have. I mean, like I'll go play golf with my dad, right? right. No actual like sanctioned <laughs> right. father son event. Does it make you wonder if maybe we're not really their sons? <laughs> are they taking <laughs> someone else's sons to all these events? Do you know, father son though, dance. Um, Amanda has gone to mother daughter events with my mom. Really? Yeah. So she might be your sister. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Just saying. Okay. So our baseball competition. Yes. Uh, I at, at last count when I don't know the date that we did this, but it's probably two. Three at the weeks time, ago. the Dodgers had seven wins, so it was a while ago. Well, we last podcasted like two weeks ago. Right. So. Um, you were ahead by a total of eight wins. I am or I was? You were ahead. Okay. Elevate wins. And now? Now, according to my count, if I did it correctly, and it's possible that I didn't, due to the exhaustion. Right. Uh, you're ahead by seven wins. Well, you so I'm, are I'm close gaming. to the gap. Yeah, you are. 
quickly, I might add. <laughs> well, in terms of a baseball season's evolution, it's sure. fairly quickly. Sure, sure. Still got four months. Yeah. Um, although, the fact that the Dodgers won nine games in a row, and I still only gained a total of one game on you, is a little disturbing, but... But I have the Padres. That's true. Which I'm pretty sure you laughed at me at the time. I did. You, you did. picked them fifth, and I was like, you're retarded. And I picked a winner. And I picked them purely for nostalgia's sake, yeah. and it paid off. Yeah. Well. I'm going to get a old uh, yellow and brown jersey and grow a mustache and the old school Padres true. guy. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. And I think you're a great person to ask. I think you're a great person to ask. My old landlord just text messaged me. I wish he would leave me alone. Um, okay. Why does it seem like most people nowadays, yourself included, oh, okay, are awesome? Have jobs that are either ambiguous or mysterious. <laughs> yes. This is one of my favorite things about being a teacher is when people say, what do you do? I say, oh, I teach sixth grade. They're like, all right. Well, or, oh, they'll say what things do you like, mean by that? <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. What do you teach the sixth grade? <laughs> they may ask that kind of stuff. They may ask, like, do you teach one subject? Right. Or do you whatever. But it's pretty easy to answer. Right. Whereas many people, like, I would say a majority of my friends mm-hmm. have a job where if you ask me what they do on a regular day, I would have no idea. Just no clue at all what they do. Right. Can you explain this to me? I, well, I I can't, but it's very true. I don't oh. So, maybe you're, so you're agreeing with me, but you're adding no further commentary. Yeah, I'm totally agreeing with you. But I, I'm just saying maybe it's it's some sort of like – maybe it's because most people we know um, graduate a college degree and take like a, a businessy type job. I mean I think there's few, few higher-end jobs that are that clear. I mean teacher is one of them. But, teacher know, being a high-end job? Well, I'm just saying like you know, if, if you said uh, I'm a garbage man, people know what you do. If you say, I'm a consultant or a lobbyist or something, it's like, right. well, what exactly do you do? So maybe the higher you get, get the more ambiguous you are. Oh, so I'm of low status because it's easy to describe. But what about like well, doctor? No. Well, right. Well, but you know what a doctor does, but could you tell me what a doctor does every minute of every day? Yeah, it saves lives. Or someone's like, oh, I'm an endocrinologist. Would you know what that sure. is? What is it? Does it have to do with kidneys? I have no idea. It has to do with kidneys. <laughs> just making something up. I'm just reading the cue cards. <laughs> the fact that you have no idea what it means means that I can say it. It has to do with kidneys and you won't challenge me. But you wouldn't know, like, how does a heart surgeon fix a heart? Well, if I did, I'd be a heart surgeon. Well, right. I'm just saying. So there's there's ambiguities to everything. But yes. there are different titles that, that paint more a clear I think image. that's the key. I think our society has created these new titles or new fields Maybe purely just to employ people. Like, there's more Probably. people. We need to create jobs. Let's let's come up with a bunch of jobs, whether they're necessary. I think a lot. I think a lot of them are maybe technology based. Yeah. Um, as technology's grown, we've needed more jobs and more fields. You know, like the IT guy. That right. was never necessary. Well, that's basically what what I do. I mean, it's not technical, but the like government has hired my company because they don't have actual government employees who can do what we do or do it as well as we do. So they bring us in for a time and we do the job and then we leave. And so they don't... Like, Are you like the Bobs in Office Space? I, He's a, that no, kind of consultant? We're not like firing people. No. Isn't that what they did? Uh, yeah. No. That's too bad. 
But it's like... I think... Can you somehow transition to that at some point so you can actually be responsible? I'd love to. I know you would. You know who I'd fire first? Who? You. Well. You're fired. Uh, I am fired, so until I get my job back. This podcast uh, is going to get a lot more boring. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, oh, I see. You're firing me from this job. Yeah. I was a little slow. It'll it's be like, It'll be like when Wayne walked out and Garth was all alone on, mm. you know, and had nothing to say. I am thankful that you're giving me the Wayne position in this, in this uh, partnership. Yeah, I'd say you're the Wayne. That's great. Uh, I appreciate that. Garth's no small potatoes. No. Didn't he get Heather Locklear in his dream? Kim Basinger, wasn't it? Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger was Honey Hornet. Maybe he got both. Probably. I feel like Heather Locklear was either on... I feel like Wayne was probably the one who got Heather Locklear. No. Well, he definitely got Tia Carreri, so it's right. nothing to shake a stick at. Nothing to shake a stick at. Um, I feel like jobs have... I think it's interesting that you say that you know as you move up or whatever, the job becomes more... Um, ambiguous, but I think that it wasn't, I, I think that in the past, the the terms were more blanket terms, they weren't so specific maybe, because I feel like 50 years ago, people would just say, oh, I'm a businessman. Right. Right? You, yeah. know, you know, I got my briefcase, I got my hat, I'm going to work, I'm a businessman. Right. And you didn't have like the, I'm a consultant for this, or I'm a, you know, engineer of this whatever. Right. I think for whatever reasons, um, for whatever reasons, they have uh, changed these these job titles so that you know, so that people feel more important. Maybe you know, it's like maybe. I'm not I'm not a janitor. I'm a custodial engineer. Or, you know, stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, I'm a I'm not a stewardess. I'm a flight attendant. Right. That kind of whether it's political correctness or whatever. You know. Yeah. Why is Why is that with the titles? People feel that they're pejorative and they want to. Yeah, that's true. It makes have... it makes it sound better. Makes right. you know. Right. Yeah. Which is good, I guess. But I guess. still, at the but end no of the day, fooled by it. At like, the end of the day, you're a stewardess. Like, you're a exactly. You're a gardener, you know? or whatever. Yeah. You know. I'm a I'm a waste management engineer. You're a, you're, you're a garbage a, man, dude. Come on. You're an educational uh, yeah. intelligence passer honor. See, I, I like to say that as teachers, we we can kind of see through all the BS and be like, no, I'm teacher. You don't right. need to give me some like BS title that isn't going to change anything. Or maybe it's because there are certain positions that kind of have attached to them some status. Like that's an interesting thing about teachers is although our pay is dismal, <laughs> we do, we do have some kind of status with the job, you know, kind of like policemen, firemen, that kind of right. thing where it's like, you know, you are doing something positive for the community or the world at large. Something whatever. necessary. Right. Right. Um, no one really needs a consultant. It's, it's a big step for you to admit that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I hope your boss isn't yeah, listening. Like, I hope our companies aren't listening. Our clients aren't listening. But... Accenture's like, we're just shutting the whole thing down. Yeah. Crap. Cat's out of the bag. Nobody needs us. Yeah. As long but as I mean, they, the as world as needs keep teachers. Money. The world needs doctors. The world needs policemen. Right. The world needs Bon Jovi. The world needs all those village people things, right? Construction worker, policeman. Right. The world needs Native Americans. Well, they I certainly do. I like, <laughs> I like what you were saying about uh, the generic titles, like businessman and things. Because it simplifies everything down to like the game of life. When you spin the mean? wheel and you get your job and you're one of those, you're a businessman or a doctor or an athlete or an entertainer right. or... Journalist, I think was one Journalist, of them. yeah, that's a good one. Accountant, maybe. That's kind of getting ambiguous, though. Do you, 
I think journalists will be replaced by, like, blogger. Yeah. You know? Right. Because who wants to work for a newspaper? Right. They're all going out of business. Right. Are mag- magazines aren't suffering the same way that newspapers are, are they? I bet they are. Yeah, I don't have any, like, hard data, but... Do you have any soft data? No. But, I mean, it seems like... It seems like most magazines' content is online and That's true. available to anyone. Now, I wonder about that. Like, I know they do it, and they can still generate revenue in terms of advertising. And I don't know how they do that. Well, they... You, I know if, if you're an advertiser, you pay to get an right. advertisement on that site. But how do they try... I don't think... I mean, they can maybe track I have... The number of, you know, it's like with television. They can track how many people are watching... They can track how many people go oh, okay. to that website, and so based on how many people go, they can charge more or less. So more. so it's not based on how many people actually purchase something because of the ad. It's just based on how many eyes you get on your so. ad. That makes more sense. Because I never figured out, like, I never click on some ad and go buy something or whatever, but I've seen, you know, oh, the all-new Buick whatever is coming out from these ads. So it's like, that, but that makes sense, like TV. The Super Bowl says, hey, 20 million people are going to watch – we're going to charge you a million dollars for 30 seconds, right. whereas Cougar Town says uh, only Kelly's watching, exactly. so you can get an ad for a nickel. Um, yeah, advertising is a crazy, crazy thing. I took some classes in college about advertising, and I'm still not totally sold on the idea that it really that it really makes a big difference. Like, think of the think of the sign waivers, the people that are outside, right? Mm-hmm. They wave their little sign. If I'm if I'm a business owner and I'm waving a sign. And and say that I own a like a real estate development and I'm trying to get people to come in and buy my houses. Right. If there's a sign waving guy out there, and over the course of a month, or even more than that, one person comes in and buys a house because of that guy, I've way made my money back. Right. Right? But is this a person that wasn't even in the market or didn't even know your homes existed and then all of a sudden Saw the guy twirling the sign and went, oh, I'm going to go buy a well, Joe Well, someone, someone who can say definitively that the reason they stopped in is because they saw that guy. Yeah. Okay. It could be some – It's not like they sometimes... weren't even thinking of buying a house and then it happened. Right. But, but that, that, that's a, that, that that's part of the causation. Now, on the other hand, if I'm like Mr. Pickles, right? right and I love Mr. Pickles, yeah. by the way. Everyone loves Mr. Pickles. So good. It's a good idea. Anyway, there's the guy waving the sign out there, right? I'm paying that guy what ten to twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. If he's not bringing in ten to twenty dollars of revenue or customers an hour, I'm losing money. Right. So I wonder about the whole sign waving thing because I think in some cases it is, you know, in some cases it's a really good idea, and I think in some cases it's probably that's a good point. The, and the housing ones I could see working, like or car dealership, you know, something where you're moving. You know, Some, where you yeah. make one sale and it makes a huge difference. Rachel and I, whenever we're in like a suburban area and driving around, some like on a Saturday if we're going to some store, sometimes we'll be like, oh, let, let's go look at some model homes just because it's fun, you know? I was always into architecture as a kid, so I like to walk through and see them. And, and she likes Living to see... your art vandalay. Exactly. Uh, she likes to see like the decorating and, you know, paint colors on the walls and stuff. So, but but we don't... Do you only go to see new homes? Yeah. Not like open houses and right. things? Right. Just like the the... Model ones. Um, But there have been times, because we don't research beforehand, it's just like, oh, we have to go to Roseville, you know, we'll keep our eyes open. But so if we saw one of those So as long as you go to Roseville or Elk Grove or Folsom, you're like, we know there's going to be some out there. Right. So when we, but those guys are good because then it's like, oh, model homes this way, you know, go see whatever brand homes. 
So that does bring us in. And so I can see that if, if someone is driving around and is in the market and didn't know previously something existed, that could draw them in. The worst example of the sign people is if you've ever been to driven by one of the lazy boys, there's just a guy laying in a lazy boy chair. And he's got like, like a sign. Like on the sidewalk? Yeah. He's like, he's like sort of waving the side, but he's just laying in the chair. Like, come on. That would not make me want to go there. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's kind of like the homeless people when you get to the stop sign and stuff. Like, I don't want to really look at the Mr. Pickles guy, even though I know he's the there. Mi- the Mr. Pickles, there's a Mr. Pickles guy in Elk Grove, a kid, mm-hmm. who's amazing. Like, he, he has his headphones on, and he's, like, doing hardcore crazy dance He's not in the pickle everything. costume? No, no, no. Oh, the one by my office is in the pickle, oh, pickle costume. Pickle. No, no, no. And he's just, like, waving and pointing, like... Mm. No, he's got a sign, and he's, like, going crazy mad, like, he's in stomp or something. He's all, He's wild. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Stomp, huh? My favorite thing about them... Yes, stomp. Good Um, good reference. My favorite thing about them is wondering what music it is they're listening to. Yeah. And imagining it's like classical music, and yet they're like going crazy or something. (laughs) He's breakdancing, he's listening to Brahms. Exactly. That's that's the effect that Brahms has on me, so I gotta assume Brahms. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's done. Um, I think I have one more thing to ask you about. Did we come to a conclusion on jobs, just that... uh, are you sticking with your, the better the job, the more ambiguous the title? Yeah, I think that's a good one. Maybe I need to come up with a different name for teacher then. Yeah, well, what would it be? Education um, professional? That sounds lame. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you should hire a consultant to come up with a new title for you. Outstanding. We need to create a new job field. I got, I got a question for you real Ooh, quick. Oh, I would love to hear your question. Uh, we were talking about last time, ridiculous premises of 80s sitcoms Mm. and i think we decided full house was probably about the most Mm -hmm. ridiculous i have a question for you because i was watching tv last weekend i think flipping around and the movie three men and a baby was on Mm. classic tom Selleck and steven gutenberg and the gutenberg which was danced in there yep which came first because they're kind of a similar premise three bachelors with Mm. the child type thing which came first i'm asking do you know the answer i do know the answer Full House or Three Men and a Baby? I think it's got to be Three Men and a Baby. Uh, you're incorrect. Am I really? They're close, though. Full House uh, debuted in September of 1987. Three Men and a Baby came out in November of 1987. <laughs> um, then I think I'm correct, because they probably started filming Three Men and a Baby before Full House was in the into production. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like you just show up one day and make a show that's on the air. You got to plan that uh, out. Full house. I think there's a little haphazard. Okay, not a lot of planning. Okay, here's my other trivia thing. Do you know who directed Three Men and a Baby? Spe- not Spielberg. No. Robert Zemeckis. No. Is it someone I should know? It's someone you would. It's someone you do know, but as an actor. Stanley Kubrick. No. Someone I know as an actor. Yes. Robert De Niro. One more guess. You're never gonna get it. Winona Ryder. Damn it, you got it. She was like 12 at the time. Leonard Nimoy. Really? Mr. Spock directed Three Men and a Baby. Leonard Nimoy, star of uh, TV's Fringe. Okay. Yeah. Plays William Bell. And this concludes my Three Men and a Baby trivia. (laughs) That was a nice little... Tune uh... in next week. (laughs) Well, I have something that's not 80s, but it is 90s related, and it's right up your alley. Okay. Is it up my Kirstie Alley? <laughs> uh, I almost said something super nerdy, and then I that's probably best contained myself. Um, it was going to be Harry Potter related, if you can extrapolate what it would have been. 
Kirstie Alley was not in Harry Potter. I'm aware of that. Unless she played the uh, big guy. Yeah, Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid. <laughs> My Harry Potter jokes would be more funny if I knew the names. <laughs> or would they? Um, have you have you uh, been following what's going on with Paul Reiser lately? I know he has a show coming out, but that's about it. I I saw that as well. A semi-autobiographical It was described show. as as Curb-esque. Really? Yes. But he's not an a-hole. Well, is he? This is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I, so I bring to, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Paul Reiser, either of those things make me think of you. Two things I love separately. Right. Like, you know, bourbon <laughs> and wheat thins, but I don't want to grind them all up together. Maybe it'll be like my experience of putting toasted marshmallows in a hot dog bun, because that was really horrible. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that? Probably not. No, but... Really? Is there more than just that part? Okay. Because I got well, the horrible... I did the we, horrible math. No, but see, it, it seems like, yeah, that wouldn't be very good. It was really gross. It wasn't like just kind of weird and unpleasant. It was like one of the worst things I've ever eaten. Right. Which is strange. Anyway. Was this recent you did this? No, this was this was like... Uh, a couple weeks back? Yeah. <laughs> Summer after freshman year, maybe? Of high school or college? college. Oh, yeah. well, you were an adult. It was sort of legally. Uh, it was a flying V camping trip. Ah, um, not long after my birthday that summer. Anyway, um, I want to ask you what what is curb esque? If it's a curb esque, well, comedy, does, it does it mean, mean? it's uh, a lot of improv, like a like an outline of a plot, but not like an actual script with dialogue, maybe? Mm, okay. Or, and, and sort of like documentary style filming, like Modern Family or Arrested Development, as opposed to the, you know, traditional, according to Jim style comedy? So it's not necessarily in the content, in like the, the type of comedy, as much as the production part of it? Well, judging from the involvement of Paul Reiser, that's what I would guess. I mean, I'm wondering how Curb esque is different from Seinfeldian. Uh, I'll bet you it's because Curb's still on the air and Seinfeld's not. Oh. It just sounds like one of those, like, oh, I see. it just like terms, a, I see. you know, that's what's hot now. And so it's like, oh, it's Curb-esque, you know. I, I've got this new drama coming out with all these confusing plot lines. It's very Lost-esque, you know. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say it's very St. Elsewhere-like because no one would care. Mm. Maybe Trapper John and D. <laughs> yes. Ian. It's very... <laughs> It's very chips-ish. Yeah, um, they're bringing back the '80s stuff. You know, there's the A-Team movie oh, that's know. coming out, and there's another one that they're doing too that was a big '80s thing. You remember what it is? I, I'm sure this is not what you're thinking of, but I was watching a. This is gonna be super geeky, but when I was a kid, my one of my favorite shows was Greatest American Hero. I know that. Okay, I know you know, and and now Desperate Del Mar knows too. So I was watching, I just got the, the DVD that just came out. So nice. I was watching some interview with the creator of it, and I think he may have also created A-Team. He did like okay. a lot of those 80s adventure shows. He says they're uh, working on making Greatest American Hero movie. Nice. Which there's no way it could be good. Right. I thought I heard they're like making a Gilligan's Island or something, or Probably. one of those type of things. Or, uh, yeah, then I heard they're doing like a Rockford, I know it's the 70s, but Rockford Files. Yeah, like I that. think I read that too. Yeah, it's like wow, we're really out of new material where we have to just keep rehashing old stuff. Right. I don't know. It's kind of depressing. I mean, I could see where it comes from. Like, if, you, if you're flipping around TV and some old show, like an old Charlie's Angels or A-Team or something is on, and there'll be some cheesy part, 
you know, some explosion or something that's obviously a model and you're like, oh, I bet that would look a lot better now. Mm, and so I see where they get the idea like, oh, let's do, but it is just, it's just cheating. Right. You know? So, yeah. So we're taking the good ideas that they had and now redo, like Clash of the Titans type thing. It was a great story, right. but it was so budget. It's all claymation yeah. Of course, I haven't seen Clash of the Titans yet, so. No. Yet? Yet. Do you plan to? Um, I don't plan to. I don't. I think it might be possible that I'll be forced to at some point, mm. like strapped down in a chair, at gunpoint, like a clockwork orange. Well, style. you were you were more into the mythology and stuff. I, I am. I love Greek mythology. Yeah. I do. So, I think we got to give this curb esque Paul Reiser show more than its fair share. Oh of, right, of I, I will watch both episodes that air before it gets canceled. <laughs> Well, you spurned me already with the Iron Man two promise, so maybe we can pro- maybe we can uh, agree to watch the pilot together or something. Or okay, okay. tentatively agreed. Tentatively agreed in case you cancel. I uh, <laughs> I didn't spurn you on the Iron Man, but you've been very busy for the last like two weeks, and uh, you know, clock- there's a statue of limitations on clock was ticking. I didn't, you know, especially in the summer. Clock's mo- ticking. It's gonna be out of the theaters. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Movies come out, you know, and I didn't want to go see it at the two dollar theater in Birdcage or whatever, which I don't think exists. But you know, you get my point. So I had to pull the trigger without you. All right, I'll save a team for you, or not. Okay. Um, Rachel, I'm sure we go see it again. Really? But you I, would not see it again? It was good. It, here's what I say: it has definite watchability. I'm not convinced of its rewatchability. Oh. And that's sort of how I judge a movie as I'm watching it, is like, would I want to own this? Would I want to buy this on DVD and have it on the shelf for when I'm bored and want to watch a movie, I would go to that. And like the first Iron Man, I was like, without a doubt, it was awesome. And this one, it was good. So this was not as good as the first one? Well, no, but they never are, because the first one sets up the whole thing, and it's new, and it's sort of a story, and and the second one, you know, the, the future, the subsequent ones are all just kind of... Trying to do something new, but also the same. And, and For example, Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen? Exactly. Perfect example. <laughs> what I would use for the example is, for me, the first Lord of the Rings. It, like, I was, it was great. I really liked it. It was something I... It was like nothing I'd ever seen before, and it was new. And, and, and it was sort of a, a contained story, even though at the end they all kind of go their separate ways, and it's a little ambiguous, but I loved it. The second one and the third one... I didn't like, I think, A, because I'd seen the effects before, and B, it was way too much, like, 50,000 computer-generated soldiers I fighting I, each I, other. I, I think I liked the second one. It was my favorite. And episode. I was like, eh, I'm over it. I think my my classic example is Back to the Future. Because mm. the first one is so good, and it can stand alone. Right. The second one was abysmal. Right. And then the third one, I thought... I really liked the ...was really one. good, but not... I mean, it can't stand up to the first, obviously. To this day, whenever I hear uh, a train crossing, the bell go off, you know, like the arms start coming down, I always am ready for a loud, like, crack and the huge locomotive to appear out of nowhere. Okay, now I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Uh, At the end of that movie... The third one? The third one. Okay. Christopher Lloyd Mm -hmm. and Mary Steenburgen... Right. ...have two sons... Yes. What are their names? Jules and Vern. Very nicely done. Yes. Uh, you know, he was in, uh, Christopher Lloyd was in, what was he in an episode of the other day? It wasn't Modern Family, though. He's directing that. I don't think so. He was in an episode of something. 
Um, ah, what was it? So he's like a he's like a therapist or something. And they go to him. Something uh, new? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. Cougar Town? Ah, uh, no. Anyway, whatever it was. What's the Pat Heaton show? <laughs> the middle. The middle. Anyway, it was awesome because someone was going to him about something. They're like, thanks, Doc. <laughs> and he's like, I lo- just love the uh, right. overlay of that. Like in Mallrats, when the guy mistakes Shannon Doherty for Brenda. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. And she gets pissed about it. Right. Okay. Um, Well, you were a little concerned we weren't even going to be able to get 20 minutes today, but uh, I fought through the exhaustion. Yeah, and now I can go home and pass out. (laughs) Exactly. But you'll go down to your own owned home. Yes, after I get these landlords off my back and give them back their keys. Yeah. Be done with it. Thanks for nothing, landlords. Yep. All right. Well, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Mm-hmm.